Hello, everyone. This is Father Michael Tischel. And I am Stratis Papagiorgiou. And this is an imperfect, imperfect podcast. This is an imperfect podcast. Imperfect. <laughs> Cue music. was good i like that that was a nice nice touch oh man well how you been strati oh you know not so bad i've been yeah? running ragged the past few weeks yeah uh, why, why 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 would that be the case um it's something about being in serbia being um, in serbia wow something about being in serbia and if anybody could see me now they would <laughs> see a wild man i as i said prior to the podcast you look a little bit like kramer from uh, Seinfeld at the moment. Like I'm not going to do the the Kramer seizure. Well, you did uh, it. You did it, and you did it, and I was I, I was shocked it. by how 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 much <laughs> it sounded like Kramer. It looked like Kramer. It looked like Kramer. Yeah. No, if I did it now, nobody would see it except you, and it just. Eh, it just well, sometimes that's even better, right? Only when when only that's I true. get to see it. <laughs> right, because I don't want other people to see it. That's right. That's right. right. Everybody else is excluded. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you're all excluded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of shirt are you wearing today? Do you have anything exciting? Oh, on your shirt? I do. I'm wearing a St. George mm, shirt. Nice. Shout out to my, uh, to the community in Newport Ritchie, Florida. St. Nice. George. Okay. All right. That's from your days in, in Newport Ritchie. I mean, I, I, I was wearing this shirt when I was 14 and it fits perfectly. So hey, why not? All that's about all that says about me is that I haven't grown at all. <laughs> well, I it's actually been, it was would have been the opposite for me because when I was fourteen, I was a, a fairly, fairly uh, substantial fourteen year old, and uh, so I think I've actually I mean, done the opposite of growing. No, like waistline wise, like no, I, but I'm talking about height. Height wise, I was probably a little shorter than I am now. Yeah, but but I, I I could probably you know, have I'm pro I probably I'm pro reduced a few, a few shirt sizes from that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just a bit taller, like inches, mm -hmm. just a couple, maybe. Nice. Uh, anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so today, mm. today happens to be the feast of uh, the ancestors of God, Joachim and Anna. Indeed. And uh, it's the, the day after the nativity of the Theotokos. Um, so it's always the feast day of St. Joachim and Anna, her, her parents. Um, and uh, we thought maybe we could just chat a little bit about their lives. And I think specifically in relation to that whole dynamic of their inability to conceive and their barrenness and how that related to their faith and their hope. Um, especially in um, sort of God's intervention very yeah. late on in their life. So, Strati, you were going to just share a few words about their, their life just to kick us off, and then we were going to oh. kind of just comment on, on the, the life and the feast and any, any insights from that. Yeah. So Joachim, the son of Barpathir, Sounds so good. <laughs> was the son of the tribe of Judah, a descendant of King David. And uh, God revealed to him that the Savior of the world would be born of his seed. 
Saint Anna was the daughter of Mat Mathen, the priest who was of the tribe of Levi, which of course he was because that's the tribe of priests, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure so, um, and she came from Bethlehem. The couple lived in Nazareth at Nazareth in Galilee, they were childless into their old age. Um, and all their life they grieved over this, they had endured derision and scorn, essentially. You know, being a, a Hebrew and being childless was seen as like they did something wrong, you know, right. like, like God was sort of punishing them for something they did bad. So then uh, one day Joachim went to um, go to the temple to offer sacrifice. And when he was there, this priest who I didn't even know that we knew, Reuben, Reuben, mm -hmm. Reuben um, he, you know, he considered it. A disgrace that this man was childless and so he um he, he threw him out joachim went to a cave which is believed there's actually a monastery now mm. an orthodox monastery um uh, uh where elijah actually sat and received um he ate from ravens or you know at some point elijah was there and um and then, and then uh, Anna also found out and she was, you know, she found out about that and she was grieved and an angel appeared to them and told them, you're giving, you're going to give birth. Mm -hmm. And immediately they went and met each other and embraced and lo and behold, uh, nine months or something later, Anna gives birth, they give up the child to the temple. Oh yeah, that was the part of the agreement that they would give the child to the temple. Mm -hmm. Um, to be raised in the temple which yeah and um yeah so that's pretty much the rundown yeah yeah thank you um and one of the primary sources uh for that that we use and that uh the church has used for their life is the um, proto-evangelion of james i think I you're right. like a second second century text um so is it like apocryphal? Is that it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's apocryphal. I think from my understanding, some of the earliest church fathers uh, didn't necessarily um, talk about it too frequently, but it wasn't until sort of later on in like the later centuries of the church that it became incorporated into, you know, some of the patristic oh. writers and also, you know, our, our liturgical texts. But, um, but I mean, it's it's beautiful in the sense that it kind of, really lays out the the agony of Joachim and Anna yeah. in in their childlessness and in the the stigma that was associated with that as you were mentioning by yeah. the Jewish people um and I think a, a lot of that was related to the the kind of expectation of a messiah and the kind of hope yeah. that that you would be that if you had a a child especially a male child that there was the possibility that they would be that child would be the messiah right. yeah. there was yeah there was that was why people wanted male children yeah the the one yeah the one from like uh kind of like from that prophecy from isaiah that actually we heard about this morning in the in the uh epistle reading for yeah. today about how um the 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 children of the flesh would or the children of the promise would be more than the children of the flesh Mm -hmm. Um, so like those people who, who came from, you know, this lineage of barrenness, essentially like Abraham and, and Sarah and like all, all these different people that, 
um, weren't able to conceive lawfully and then finally were, that those, that those children were much greater than uh, the people who were able to conceive just by normal means or when like Abraham was able to conceive with, with Hagar versus Sarah. Um, you know, so yeah, here it is from Isaiah. Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in travail, for the children of the desolate one are many more than the children of her that is married. Hmm. So yeah, just that, that notion of, so it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> the children yeah. of the desolate one are many more than her that is married, you know, like. Yeah, think about that, especially in the case of, of, of Abraham, like mm -hmm. from him sprouts an entire, uh, well, all of us, you know, even, you know. Right. Um, Eventually, yeah, the entire church. And, and it, it wasn't enough that he was having, he had a hard time, you know, having a child with Sarah initially, once God did grant him his child, he tested him by telling him to go kill right. his, his only child. And it's like, it's like, yeah, okay, this one child that, that I gave you, that's going to be, you know, the yeah. gateway to being the father of many nations um, is now right. going to die. And so did he you know, tell him that, did he tell him he'd be the gateway of many nations before? I, I think if I remember correctly, it was before, cause it had to do with him being promised. Oh. So one thing, if like when he was going to go sacrifice the son, he was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, I mean, gateway to many nations. Right. I mean, he I, and yet he was. Yeah, and he had this kind of like this radical trust in in God, you know, in the faithfulness right. of God. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think it's just it's just inconceivable. I mean, it's in, it's inconceivable. Oh, that acts, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Well, well, just the, just the extent of his oh. trust. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that he was, you know, and, and, and there was, there was something in the text about how he, his righteousness, you know, his faith was accounted uh, to him as righteousness because he, you know, or he, his righteousness, he was a righteous man because he, he walked closely with God. I don't remember exactly how, but there's just an indication that, that, uh, that he was very close to God and, and, and his closeness to God sort of produced this, this beautiful, you know, trust, yeah. Um, yeah, even, yeah. even when sort of seemingly reality was, was against yeah. you know, God's faithfulness. So, right. Yeah. I mean, and so, so, you know, if you think about it, there's, there's a theme of barrenness producing, like you were just saying, and, and we see it in him, then we see it again in the new, you know, um, so yeah, I wonder what that must have felt like for Joachim Manana. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I could, but, you know, it, you know, I actually thought about it today. And, I, and the only thing I could think of was at least they had each other. Mm -hmm. You know, she had him and he had her, and, you know, at the very least. Right. You know, it was the two of them in the world. But, um, but, but even then, right, he goes and runs like, away to this cave. Right, and, and, yeah, yeah. and kind of leaves her, and she's grieved because right you know, he's kind of abandoned yeah. her because you know he's ashamed and, and is, is praying and which you know so it's like it's I like it, yeah yeah well, I find it interesting that this didn't happen. I mean, I don't I don't doubt the story. I'm just saying like it's interesting that it didn't happen earlier. Like nobody, In their lives. yeah, like nobody. Maybe it did. Uh, <laughs> 
maybe it did. And then a nicer priest was like, okay, you can come. Or <laughs> right. Because well, I mean, he's like in his 70s. It, it said he died in, at, the year, at the age of 80. So, right. I mean, you know, he was probably in his 70s at this point. Yeah, and there, I, I've done a little bit of research. I guess, I think it's in the Proto-Evangelion of James that it wasn't a priest, but it was a, just a mm. random person named Rahim, I think, who, um, who was the one who actually sort of like um, uh, ridiculed him oh. in the temple. But, here, but then, yeah, no, here. but then there's other accounts that, that, that claim that it's ah. a priest. So, so mm. whether it was a priest or not, I think what one thing is clear is that it seems like there was nothing necessarily to indicate that that not having children, according to the law, would have kind of put you in disfavor with God. Right. It was like more it, like a cultural. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but but the fact that he and this is I'm taking drawing from this really interesting book called Under the Laurel Tree, which is actually about um Kind of exploring the topic of infertility and barrenness, but alongside of the story of uh, Joachim and Anna by a, an author named Nicole Rokas, um, yeah. she explores the Proto-Evangelion of James account. And I think one, yeah, one thing that's very clear is that you know Joachim and Anna were very godly people. They were yeah. also very wealthy people, but they, they? Gave, they gave a third of their, they kept a third of their fortune. They gave a third of it to the temple and a third of it to the poor. Wow. And so they were very righteous, very godly. And yet this one sort of moment of being ridiculed, yeah, just sort of like, like really tested them um, and their, their kind of feeling of, of, yeah, of being sort of in disfavor with God. And, and I mean, in some ways it's kind of comforting to know that, you know, that even people who are really righteous and holy are tested in a very intense way you know and and and, oh. and and they're human right i mean they they right. it's it's through their their agony that they show yeah. and they and prove I mean, their faithfulness yeah and i mean like I, the, the you know and then you think about oh what 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 example of that do we see in like the modern saints like paisios and and actually you do you do i mean there's no like great story necessarily about him like in agony but he does talk about it when he's on on Sinai, he says, oh, yeah. for like, I don't remember how many days, it was like I was cru- being crucified. Right, right. I remember so you that can only imagine here. that it's a similar, con- you know, it's a similar thing that he really, he's a human too. Same sure. Basis, you know? sure. You know? And he's not some sort of a perfect being because, you know, or I mean, he becomes, you know, whatever he becomes later, holy, but like that process was um, arduous. Yeah. It, it it also reminds me of Saint Siloan and his oh yeah, yeah his yeah. struggle you know with with uh, pride and 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 feeling uh-huh. abandoned by God and and even the word that came to him keep your mind in hell and despair not is mm-hmm. is very paradoxical in the sense that hell is the place that yeah you're you're eternally condemned right it's like yeah. it's like of all the hopeless places hell oh, is the yeah. hopeless the 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 most hopeless and right. and and God tells him sort of like keep yourself in the most hopeless place and don't despair <laughs> and don't don't give up hope <laughs> it's like you know yeah. be, like keep your like like you know like be barren be fruitless be like yeah, 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 like yeah, be yeah. in that place of total like a wasteland and yeah. just you know you know that and that's and it's a it's a constant theme isn't it it's 
it's, I think one thing that I noticed recently is that God isn't going to take away the, the, the sorrows, the difficulties, you know, necessarily, sure. um, but rather he'll help you endure them and he'll, right. he'll, he'll, he'll guide you through them and, and he'll, you know, and I think that that's, that's really, yeah, that's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, because it, it also doesn't break some sort of expectation you have. You know, oh, why would this happen to me? Well, you know, okay, you know, it it does happen, and so there. And but but like you can be guided through it. You can be helped, and you know, it reminds me of Porfirios who who had cancer on his head, and oh yeah, and uh, and then and he would so calmly describe how bad the pain was. I mean, okay, I say this, and I'm nowhere near that level of being able to endure such pain, but regardless. Um, he would describe it so calmly, so so simply, so without giving any in in indication. But he would say that it's like putting a boiling oil in a pan and putting it on my head. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> right, and he would say it with just serenity, like nothing's happened. So. Yeah. So well, it is possible. Yeah, it's possible, and and I mean, I think that's the kind of like like the beauty and the the miraculous nature of our faith that like like god brings together these two extremes you know like the extreme yeah. of extreme pain extreme desolation becomes the doorway for right you know extreme joy and and, and and one other thought that it's not only someone like saint porfirios who can do that uh, I remember listening to a lecture once by this uh, a priest, a monk from Essex. I, I mm -hmm. bet you, you you know his name. Okay. I forget it right now. Um, Zacharias. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And he was discussing some woman who was in the hospital, and and he went in to see her, and she was so calm. I mean, she was dying. Mm. She was so calm. You know, she had been praying. She had been praying. And, uh, and, and, and through her prayer, she was given consolation. So, I mean, it's right. not just that. It can be just the average person as well. Sure. Yeah. That finds That's consoling. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 that, that feeling of like, okay, God, you're like, God doesn't have to take away my suffering right. per se, right? The, the barrenness still exists. The, yeah. the uh the agony still exists the you know the des the feeling of desolation right it's like and yet yeah. somehow that 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 is transformed into fruitfulness and into into fertility into you yeah. know not only um, god not only god can do that right yeah death 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 is no longer uh yeah um the end it's the it's the right it's, even 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 death even even death right like forget the worldly pains but even death itself which is the ultimate sort of end quote, right. quote unquote, uh is not the end so <laughs> yeah that's really good yeah so yeah so joachim and anna are joachim and anna. are very hopeful figures I think their, for story, us. their story always inspired me i i think as a even as a child i was always inspired by that story i always thought look at that, you know, world that thinks that, you know, somebody's cursed because of something. Look at that. God just, you know, he spits in your face, you know, like he, he, he totally turns the tables around and he, 
yeah he changes the rules and he <laughs> yeah I, I was always inspired by that story sure yeah. yeah and 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 i guess for us like we just we just never know how or when god is going to act you know and, and i think that's the that's the the important aspect is it's like yeah you know the we're, you know always being ready to be surprised you know and 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 it's hard like I'm, i'll be honest with you like i, I mean I, I go through experiences where it's just you know, I'm not a very strong person. I'm not a very resilient person, you know, on a kind of, I don't have like the sort of hardcore old school mental toughness that I think, you know, many people had in the past or, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's easy for me, you know, in different circumstances to just kind of feel like I, I just kind of buckle under the, you know, the weight of, of certain issues and certain things. And, um, yeah. you know, well, but I think I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, that, that can be that can be with time, obviously, you know. Right, time time definitely helps. Time, time will help, and you know, just you, the, a lot of the experience with you as a priest, excuse the people, and and you kind of be forced, I guess. I don't know to to sure. kind of like have a old schoolish. Right. But I think I think yeah, the parish priest kind of is kind of is forced to have takes take take positions, not not necessarily on who's elected. That right. probably shouldn't be, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and just in general. Yeah. Have a sense of decisiveness. I, I, uh, I guess, uh, you know, in reflecting on that and this topic, I think that the one consolation is just the, um, just the, um, yeah, the, the kind of in the midst of any kind of difficult circumstance, the reminder that um, we don't have to, like, we don't have to, give up hope like we we don't we don't have to um at any point say yeah. that this is the end you know like this is this is the final word especially if it's a negative word you know and because i think like god god is the god of of surprises and and yeah. and you know as we've talked about in the past and yeah and we tend to have a negative i mean i know i do tend oh, yeah. have a negative a negative uh <laughs> No question. You on things, you know, it's, uh, I, I know that, you know, I've suffered from that sort of negativity. Yeah, no question. So, yeah, oh, this is, this is a good one. And I, yeah. I, you know, you and I, we could just go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, I think, I think that's a good thought. This is a good thought for the day, for sure. Yeah. How long, how long have we recorded? I, this is, pretend, so it's been about, I think about a little over a half an hour. I think that's about a solid. Uh, it's perfect. Solid. Perfect, perfect recording. Yeah. Well, everybody, we will be back, and actually tomorrow we will be recording with Justin Bingham. Yep. From Pan, we're gonna finish finish that episode. Um, so you have that to look forward to. And uh, anything else, Father, you'd like to say? No, just uh, it's good to be back, and look forward to uh, chatting uh tomorrow indeed all right bye 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 everyone